So now it's a trio. It is. Michael is gone. It is a trio. Michael had um, creative differences. I'm kidding. <laughs> he decided to make his own podcast. Um, no, he, he he just needed a break. So. Oh yeah, that's yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. Like everyone, exactly. everyone has to do like something different, right? Something mm-hmm. like they want to do, right? And like he he felt like he wasn't providing. He felt himself that he wasn't a hundred percent in on the podcast anymore. Mm-hmm. And I kind of have to give respect when someone's not a hundred percent committed anymore to be like, yeah, I can't can't do this anymore. You know? Exactly. Because it's better than like half asking it for mm-hmm. the thing. Exactly. Yeah, give it, give it your all, or or just. I don't want to say give it your all or don't do it, don't do it, but in some things it's probably better, I think, especially with podcasting, especially because, like, at the time, like, I mean, this is my first episode back since our break, when was our last time we all recorded together, July. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, like, we were recording every week for basically almost two years at that point, so we all needed, I think, some time away to just get right back into the mindset of doing it so mm-hmm. it also has been a pretty busy summer at least on my end anyway so i feel like that I also mean, played a factor in just like that short break we had uh during the summer um kind of gave us time to you know focus on other stuff be it work or other things too so that that also kind of might play might have played a factor and the fact that things are reopening again slowly um that also might have played a factor in that too. So yeah, yeah. because it was like we could kind of live somewhat of an as normal as life really has been in the last year and a half, almost going on two years at this point. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now that being said, Northern Critic is taking a turn for the better. We're making it great again. I'm kidding. We're not. Um, <laughs> I was actually going to say that. I was going to say, and we've had that break has given us time to reconfigure kind of our approach to this podcast. Exactly. Exactly. So um, going forward, we're going to diversify our content a little bit, um, starting, I guess, with this episode. Uh, Uchi will give us the lowdown um, eventually, but um, we do have a bunch of ideas in the works just to, you know, spice things up a bit as we go along. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have some ideas that. of mine too. You have yours. I'm sure Pam will come up with some too and yeah, get the ball rolling. I feel like... So, yes, Pam? I was going to say, so Uchi, take it away. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, I guess I'm leading the episode this week, right? And I kind of wanted to... You know, just have a casual... I don't like the way when people say casual because it makes it seem like, hey, let's just have a quick casual conversation. Like, oh, no, I did something <laughs> wrong. Those are no. never quick. They're like three hours long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your boss walks up to you like, hey, how's it going? Let's just have a quick casual conversation. It's like, ah, shit, I'm about to get fired. Wait, am yeah. I allowed to or, swear? Or oh, uh, yeah, well, we're, we're an evening podcast now, so hack at it. Or it's like, let's go have a quick 15-minute coffee break. And then it's like, uh, well, shift ended an hour ago. Oops. Hmm. Oops. I'm getting paid OT. No, you're not. Nope. But yeah, no. Um, okay. So this is actually interesting because it's like um, the pandemic and as we mentioned, things are opening up again. Theaters are opening up again, right? Mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to bring up this conversation again because let's be honest. The pandemic did change our viewing habits, yes. right? And I guess my very first question right now is, 
how many streaming services do you guys actually have? And that includes music and live sports. Oof. Oof. Uh, I, I think six. Okay, correction. Let me put it in asterisk. How many streaming services do you have access to? So mm-hmm. not even just stuff that you are paying for, but you know someone like, can give you a password. To, right. Oh, well, okay. I'm still going to go with six because, like, I share with my sister. And, I mean, like, Uchi, you and Michael share my Disney Plus. So. Yeah. Shamelessly, even. Shamelessly. <laughs> yeah, because I think on my end, I have Netflix. That's one. Disney Plus. Yeah. Spotify. Uh, I used to have YouTube Premium, but I just stopped because the concept just didn't make sense to me after a while. Yeah. Um, although now I'm considering it again because ads are the worst. Um, Absolutely. So yeah. So there's that. Um, there is. Did I mention Disney? Amazon, Amazon Prime. I have that too. Yeah. Are we adding video game streaming platforms as well? <laughs> because no, no, we're just talking about movies and t- movies, TV show, and sports. Okay, video okay. games are a completely different thing. Okay, so I've mentioned five already. Uh, Crunchyroll, that's six. Um, oh my god, I forgot Crunchyroll was a thing. Yeah, Crunchyroll, that's six. Uh. I'm pretty sure there's one more I'm probably missing. Yeah, I'm but pretty... But it seems like everyone is, like, anywhere from, I would say, five to eight streaming services. Each. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, pretty, between five I, and I'm, eight, definitely. I'm, I'm having probably reading this six and eight now, because I have Netflix... Okay, stuff I have access to. Netflix, Prime, Disney, Crunchyroll, The Zone. The Zone, yes. That was my Crave. last one. Ooh, yes. Okay. Oh, I totally forgot. I'm paying for that, and I totally forgot. What if I? <laughs> so that's seven right now. And if I probably really ask nicely for some odd reason, I could probably even get access to my mom's Google Music subscription. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's a lot. Right? Yeah. And, like... Yeah? Oh, no, go ahead. No, I was just, like, it's, it's weird to think about, like, you have seven or eight streaming services right that you pay for right mm-hmm. and like uh what each streaming service okay each streaming service is about 10 bucks a month mm-hmm. that's what the standard easy, used to I mean, be yeah with prime you have your amazon prime membership plus the whatever, whatever like 5.99 membership fee as long if you don't have added channels right if you, you don't, don't have added channels yeah, yeah. let's if let's say like- across the board let's just say like 12.99 Twelve ninety nine across the board, right? Yeah. So easily you could be spending roughly around two hundred ish dollars. Plus twelve ninety nine times eight. Let's just say eight is the max. So that's about um what would that that's be? That's the max. Let's say if you're paying for everyone yourself. But yeah, so that's a, that's about a hundred a hundred and three dollars ninety two cents. But minimum. So say you have let's call six the minimum and you're paying for the minimum everything, which is twelve ninety nine. You're looking at about eighty bucks. Yeah, and I remember. Bucks I remember exactly. a time. That's minimum. That's not including the add-ons. Fucking Disney. Well, that's why I there. said if we if we like add everything, let's just say a hundred, a hundred and ten ish, a hundred bucks. Yeah. Let's just say a hundred bucks. A yeah, hundred bucks a month. Yeah. I and remember that's just... when, it like having actual TV, like uh, white satellite or cable. Cable TV, yeah. Yeah, when it was like, oh my god, $100 for TV, but that was $100 and you had the maximum package. But I feel like it's our generation's cable, essentially. Like, Because how mm-hmm. many of us actually have cable TV? I, I personally don't, don't I... because I don't see the point in spending 
$120 for cable and internet, like a satellite and internet or cable and internet, and then having my streaming services above and beyond. Mm -hmm. Whereas like my streaming services are my TV. And like the great thing with like an Apple TV is I still get like the local global and CTV stations where if I want to watch a hockey game, which is very rare, I can still do it, right? I, uh, when I lived at Pemina, I used to have cable TV. Um, and funny enough, it's actually cheaper to go with the streaming services than with actual cable now. Um, yeah, it's because it's always been cheaper. Yeah, because actual cable, I think you're spending almost, I was spending like 123 bucks a month for that. Yeah. Versus and, uh, like, that wasn't even the big plan. Exactly. Versus like me paying for all these streaming platforms and it's just under $100, right? And I get everything I need. So. It's kind of like, like you gotta weigh. You gotta weigh. Like one of the biggest things, like one of the, my biggest benefits about cable, right? And like everyone talks about, like let's be one hundred percent honest right now. The golden age of streaming is kind of dead. You no longer can just find everything you want to watch on Netflix. Mm -hmm. It's all been fragmented across the fucking cosmos. Yeah. yeah. Right. I say like, like if I want to watch a certain. Sorry. No, you're saying if you want to watch a certain movie, I will Google it first. To see what streaming service I should be watching it on, like which one, if it's on Prime or if it's on Netflix or if it's on Apple TV or mm -hmm. YouTube Rental or Hulu or whatever it is, because yeah. like they wrote, I swear to God, they rotate. It's like Amazon sends their like jokingly going to say VHS tape of their movies for next month to Prime, and they send theirs to youtube or something like that mm -hmm. or something like that and it's just like on a constant bloody roller coaster and all of that right so right. like but my thing with the streaming service though right with netflix prime all of these right is that you're not locked down to a contract when yeah. you're done with like say netflix or whatever for a month you just cancel right and just you move have, on right? you don't have to mail your uh your box <laughs> mail your box and like oh it's missing where's the rental fee yeah like, missing. And that's the same with like cable well we had that unit rental fee plus you had to mail it back but it was also like um crap where was i going with this <laughs> so 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 my question now is yeah, i'm the what one if, leading oh i just ha i just had a question though what yeah, if what if you could have all your streaming services in one box see that's the thing <laughs> why would apple we do TV. that it's, it's called it's it's apple tv or google tv or whatever thing it is right where you pay for this physical box or the subscription and then you're still supposed to pay for it it's pretty much cable <laughs> again right yeah. but the, the reason why i think that hasn't taken off is because people kind of like uh, uh, uh what's the word i'm looking for they're kind of like against the idea of like a cable box again right mm -hmm. or you kind of like have a problem with like um I don't say fanboyism, but like the only people who buy Apple TVs already have an Apple device. Right. Yeah. Fair. Well, yeah. I'm like, well I, I also feel I like all the companies can't agree to have all their oh, things in no. one. 100% they can't agree yeah. to do that. Yeah. Well, and like we're saying with all these devices and what I was going to say about the contract, and this was where I was originally going with before I lost my train of thought, was before you had to sign like what, a two-year contract with your cable company? Yeah. Or something like that. Whereas, like, like I personally have an Apple TV, but that's because I don't have any video gaming consoles, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like you guys have your video game consoles, and that's what you run your 
thing your streaming services offer, right? Uh, in the yeah. past, yes. Um, currently, right now, like your my TV already has the streaming platform. It's a smart TV, so exactly. It's a good right? So it just has the like, it yeah. just has them built in. But like, I get what Pam's trying to go with, right? Mm-hmm. So like, now that we kind of like got this idea, we see how many streaming services we all have, right? Let's be honest. When the pandemic changed, when the pandemic started, right, and we all got laid off at one point, right? Mm-hmm. I know Sam, you weren't working for like a couple of months, right? And uh, you yeah. finally pivoted back into work at some point, right? Mm-hmm. I wasn't working for a while. Uh, Pam, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think you were essential worker, so you had to work. On... Yeah, I was on a weird one day on a one day on call, so I was at home like half the time. Yeah, but like everything's closed, theaters are closed, right? And at this point, you're either stuck doing being at home playing video games or watching movies and TV shows, right? Mm-hmm. So like people had to pick up hobbies, random hobbies. Yeah, I I took up crocheting personally, but I mean, like the thing is, you're sitting on your couch, you're crocheting, you're doing whatever. You mm-hmm. still, I know, I'm a big like because I've lived alone for probably four years at this point. It's having noise in the house. So I just have the TV on, like, on whatever, even if it's a rerun of the thousandth time of Friends for just yeah. noise in the apartment. Yeah, was like, that was my next question. Has, did the pandemic change the way we watched TV shows and movies? 100%. 100%. From a personal view, I would say maybe not really. I'd say maybe 25% because, like, I find I watched more explored my options of what there was to watch more so than just watching the same things like i said leaving a rerun of friends or seinfeld there's something on that i've seen three times or a thousand times before in the background for noise while i did things mm-hmm, whereas yeah. like i <clears throat> just finished friends for the sixth time this year i don't want to watch it again so let's watch peaky blinders or something right yeah yeah i think I, like yeah sorry go ahead no like i, I was gonna say i like, think definitely like the pandemic did change I, from the way we did movies at the time. It changed the way we did movies, right? Yeah. Because now, at the time, like, there were no new movies coming out. Like, and we had to, like, dive into, like, Netflix, Amazon, and all these, like, streaming services that backlog and categorize to find movies that we f- we'd want to watch, right? Mm-hmm. And it ended up us putting out, like, some absolute classic movies that we enjoyed, right? Mm-hmm. Or, like, just stuff that we had, like, an affinity to, right? But then it also allowed us to explore different TV shows and movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it is unfortunate that we didn't get to review TV shows just because, obviously, at the time, we kind of <laughs> we kind of vetoed doing TV shows in general. Um, I mean, dude, t- t- TV shows are... Okay, let me be 100% honest. TV shows are a bit to review. Yeah. Unless we pivot to only doing one specific episode, right? Right. Because we, we all watch shit at different rates, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And like, personal personal preferences too, right? Well, I mean, that's the yeah. same with movies though. But it's just TV shows are a lot more to digest. I think that's where Uchi's coming from. I'm not yeah. Sure. yeah. Yeah, like, so- I mean, committing to 12 episodes... Yes, they may only be half hour long, but still 12 half hour episodes to do a review on it is a bigger commitment than a two hour movie, right? Mm -hmm. That's even like if the short series, why were those like 10 episode one hour shows? Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's the second you're committing 10 hours to it right there. Mm -hmm. And like, I know we did Hell of a Boss, but like those were all of those episodes were shorter than a regular film. Mm -hmm. I I would say um, the pandemic sort of 
slightly ruined the movie experience for me because up until before the pandemic everyone who knew me would be like yeah sam literally likes going to like the theaters to watch movies like i would go like every other week just to see whatever is new that comes out right um even when i didn't have a car like i didn't care i would bust down to cineplex to watch something right um and now that things are slowly reopening again i noticed that it's almost harder to get out of the house to actually go to a theater um which didn't used to be the case before because before like i wouldn't even think about it i'd just be like yeah i'm just gonna go to a theater i could even go by myself and just go watch something like i don't even have to go with anyone um see oh i'll let you finish then i'll expand on that top oh, topic for me yeah no yeah so so that was the thing um but then because kind of like streaming services have kind of brought out that convenience of watching films from home um that's a thing that everyone tends to do but i still feel as though i don't get those same experiences as when i'm actually in a theater watching a film it's it's hard to explain but there's just something there was something about you know watching it's, it's into the spider yeah like there's something about watching into the spider verse in the theaters there's something about watching i watched wonder woman on the very first screening in Winnipeg, when it, the first Wonder Woman movie when it came out, like the theater was packed when we saw it. Like there was there wasn't space for anyone. It was ridiculous. I, I remember going to watch like some of the best ones, like Infinity War, Black Panther, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. Just like the the vibe, like mm-hmm. so many Africans out here rocking out the cities and shit, right? Exactly. It's exactly. Like having that vibe, right? And it's like mm-hmm. different to being at home, right? Yeah. But like being at home has. Like some benefits I like to talk about, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh no, yeah, like definitely. You're under, under, in your underwear and watching <laughs> movies. Definitely. I mean, you can sit then... in your underwear and go to the theater. No one's going. <laughs> Someone's, <gonna stop> <laughs> Someone's gonna stop you, definitely. Um, but then, um, like I said, like we forget the whole, you know, going to the theaters with your family, going to the theater on dates if you if that's something you do. I personally don't, just because I like talking to people. Um, but um, going to theaters, you know, with old friends to catch up you know it's like hey you want to catch up yeah let's go see this movie together and then hang out after you know things like that um i it just i miss that experience and i also like that was also a good way to meet new people too because you bump into someone you know back then maybe you were for university in class or even just at work and i remember a lot of my coworkers back then that's actually how we bonded we bonded over watching uh i think it was wonder woman or into the spider-verse one of those um and then like we all like planned like a work like outing thing so everyone once we closed down at 11 we went to see the movie at 11 30 because we were right next to the cineplex at polo park and like we saw the movie right and then everyone like we created a discord group chat just just to talk about the movie um so i feel like those are the experiences that like we tend to forget and slowly because we're not thinking like obviously we don't think about going to watch movies like that but i feel like those are the small kind of details in the life of you know film watching or or exposure that we miss out on by just you know chilling at home and watching it by ourselves you know but you know that's just my take on it anyways so to build on that like i never went to the like actual theaters like a lot ever since like my first relationship fell apart but I remember going to see the first Star Wars and, like, just being packed and people dressed up. Like, that was fun. And, like, as you mentioned, I was like, yeah, you know, I enjoyed going to theaters. But, you know, what? now I could care less. I honestly like the being able just to sit at home and 
and watch a movie. I mean, yeah, the popcorn's not as good because there's something really spe- special about cinema popcorn. That horrible, can't believe it's not butter butter or whatever that you put on. But um, I think the biggest thing for the pandemic that exposed me to, but I mean, it also depends where you live if you have access to one of these, is going to the drive-in. Like, we mm. have a drive-in by Winkler, Manitoba, and we, I went a couple times last summer, like, and it was, like, a bunch of us, like, two or three, like, three of us or four of us would go in a one vehicle, and there'd be a group of 12 of us that would go, and we'd all have trucks, we'd all, like, fill the trucks with blankets and pillows and stuff like that, and then sit out, and of course it got freezing cold, but I remember one of the best is we went to go see the Back to the Future uh, series on the at the drive-in on a weekend or like seeing Jurassic Park like the original 1993 Jurassic Park on a drive-in movie theater I I think that is a better experience than going to an actual theater and like I don't think I honestly one wouldn't have gone to a drive-in if I hadn't lived so close to it I lived 10 minutes away from it mm-hmm. but also if going to a theater was not it like it wasn't an option kind of thing mm-hmm. um yeah, like I and I mean here it's a little bit different because I mean we only get summer for two months of the year, so I mean drive-ins are not always uh, possible. Like I think, uh, <laughs> if you want to waste your gas, go right ahead. Yeah. Well, no, you don't waste your gas. You just no, no. Waste. I mean, like you're saying, if you run a drive-through through winter, yeah, you have yeah, to you have to waste yeah, your gas on your gas. heater and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it's like for the summer. I think it's. I think a drive-in is a really fun way. I think it's a more fun way to view a movie than than an actual theater. But that's, again, would not have experienced that if it wasn't the pandemic. But at the same time, but then like, we also unless for- I think... I, I was just going to say, we also forget with the drive-in, though, it's convenient if it's two people, right? I'm talking if you're going, like, I mean, because, like, you can only, like, sit, like... Would you be able to watch a movie from the back seat in a drive-in? Like, I feel like that'd be very uncomfortable. I don't know. You usually end up, you never even really sit in your cars. Like, if it's two people, you'll sit in the car. But usually, like, we always ended up in the box of the truck, or, like, with so many people have SUVs, they lift the, the hatchback of the SUV and they oh, sit okay. in the back, right? Okay. okay, Like, or you sit on the hood of the car. Like, it just mm-hmm. becomes, like, people bring lawn chairs. Like, it's just, it's a, it's a whole thing. Do you have to buy tickets to that? To a, yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, that's good then. That's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, and it's like it's it's fun, and they have like convenience for you to buy snacks and like bathrooms and all that. Mm-hmm. But um, I honestly I really like the viewing experience of being able to sit at home in my underwear and watch a brand new movie. But that's because you know what the pandemic I became very much more of a homebody than I already was. I think for me, I just like the ability to pause my movie so I can go use the bathroom because movies are fucking <laughs> three hours long. I don't look. I know we're talking about streaming things, but why are movies so long now? Like okay, three hours. I have something to say oh, about I that. I have something to say about that because oh. I have had the privilege to actually work on editing sh- short films, not movies, short films. Um, I can see how movies can extend to being three hours long because no, I can see why. Yeah, I because, get why that three hours long. You need enough time to tell your story. Yeah, because I even the short film that I, I made, thinking it was going to be ten minutes, 
the first draft of it was like 20 minutes and we didn't even have that many scenes right no no so here's my thing i i don't have to like it Mm -hmm. if a movie is extremely long i don't have to like it right mm -hmm. it's just like now you just get on my nerves like how it looks as the longest movie what's the longest movie there's some movie that was like it's like oh it's gonna be like three and a half hours long and i was like i'm not watching you in theater nope the hobbits uh, a couple the hobbit and last lord of the rings were over schneider hours schneider cut that. as well oh god this is ridiculously long but at least yeah. schneider cut came out on like hbo max imagine they told me to go to the theater to watch that <laughs> i'd fight somebody i mean like, infinity no. war was like infinity what three war. hours infinity yeah war. infinity war infinity war was ex exactly three hours long and I, even i was like yep no no it didn't even infinity war. it didn't infinity feel long was 20 too. something Endgame was oh, end game. End game. There we go. Mm -hmm. End game was pushing because even I was there, like, you're pushing your luck. This well, is see, too long. Like, for me, I think the best movies are anywhere from an hour and a half to two and a half hours. Like, that's I, the best time. Personally, like, I for almost... me, I find that movies that are usually an hour, hour and a half, not, not all of them, I'm like the vast majority, let's say like 70% of them, all are usually like. They tend to be formulaic, if that makes sense, because that's like the stand that that used to be the, standard, the standard of like that? film, right? It's like an I hour think. thirty, hour forty. Um, but now we're, we're that we're coming into like the newer age of like film and like narrative telling, they tend to you know be around two hours to to something. Two hours or a little over two hours is fine, but it's the when they start pushing that. Two hours and 40, three hours, three hours and mm -hmm. 15, it starts getting like, okay, you, unless I'm watching this at home, this is becoming an absolute waste of my evening, my afternoon, or whenever mm -hmm. you're going to the theater to see that, right? Yeah. But like, I, we've wandered on to talking about how long movies are. We can say that for a whole different thing, right? Because there's this great story that, this great video I watched a couple, like a year or two back about storytelling in movies and how it's structured and whether the mo the new movie storytelling structure is actually that revolutionary or not that can be a whole different episode mm -hmm. altogether Definitely. right for mm -hmm. now though let's actually like double back and let's talk about mo like streaming services right because like we have to talk about this disney plus thank you I... <laughs> she said uh, <laughs> disney plus charges people nine bucks or however much it is per month right mm -hmm. 89.99 for a year for so a like year 8.99 per year so like eight bucks a month something like that roughly yeah. yeah roughly and then on top of that every once in a while they drop a movie on uh premiere access for 30 bucks on top of that nine bucks right which is like a completely different thing to like what say uh trolls world tour did last year when that came out right straight to like video instead of going for the theaters like they were like one of the first companies to try it it's like hey it's gonna be 20 bucks for you to i think it was rent for like mm -hmm. 24 hours or like four days to rent but if you saw it you have 24 hours to finish the movie right mm -hmm. that's what trolls did disney plus is like hey you already pay us nine bucks per month if you want to watch this movie you have to pay 30 Maybe bucks extra. as soon as you started 24 hour period all of that right mm-hmm I feel like that was an experiment that pushed a lot of people to see can Disney get away with it. They did. And I, th <laughs> I think the answer is yes and no. Yeah, I think it is proving they can get away with it, but I think there's also proving there's a lot of 
millennials and younger gen gen z that are sick of their shit and i'm not fall for it (laughs) i'm on the opposite side of that though i don't think like when you say people don't fall for it i feel like that's like it's almost like that weird thing where people vote, but like no one says who they voted for. But you, you, you have a you like know sne- who they voted for. Exactly, you know, like that it's, sounds like oh, I voted by. I'm not gonna tell you who I voted for. I'm like I know who you. Voted. Yeah, exactly. PPC, you. <laughs> exactly. Wait, it's wait. one of those situations where obviously everyone's gonna be like, I'd never pay for that. But if you check the actual statistics, it's like a lot of people paid for it. Right? Exactly. Um, so. I can boldly go and say that i have never played for a disney plus premiere no no i'm saying i'm saying that's you right i'm talking about like the vast i'm talking about like the majority of people exactly i Um, think i think the thing with the disney plus thing right because we can even go back to the numbers right i think with premiere access i don't know how much they made from premiere access kind of like one of those secrets i don't really tell right but i think enough people paid for it for them to be like hey this was a success but not enough people pay for it for them to be able to do it for every single movie. Mm-hmm. And this is where I was kind of coming to from the whole concept of building on the foundation that movies are meant to be viewed by like, you know, quote unquote parties of people, right? Because if I was going to say watch uh, Moana, no, not Moana, uh, Raya, for instance, when it came out for 30 bucks, if I'm at home alone, if I live on my own, obviously I wouldn't want to pay that $30 versus if, my friends came over regularly say there were five or six of us and someone was just having a good day and they were like you know what you know screw it let's all chip in and watch this movie and it's like all right cool let's do it like a lot could go on where you're just coerced into just doing it and you're like okay cool let's do it and like and that's just like just your friends now imagine when it comes to like families maybe your kid really wants to see it or like you're you know like there's all those different factors that are involved where it's like the whole family now wants to see it because they need to hang out or whatever i think that's a big thing is like i am by myself i don't have really any friends in that are in town with me that would come over and watch a disney plus movie with me right yeah i'll go and ship in five dollars so i cannot see spending the thirty dollars like you know what if they went and said okay ten dollars well pam that's my point that's that's what i'm saying like because you live on your own you're not you're not going to want well, to no, watch and that's it. Exactly it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think like Disney needs to understand that it's not just all families, that there is a single market of their Disney fan right. base that are not going to pay that. Like, but then, yes, I know Disney caters towards families, but it's still, it's like, that's why I don't do it because like, there's no way. Well, like, yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. That's $10 is the same amount or i don't even know how much it is to go to a theater i haven't been to a theater in probably three years but like it was what i think 12 dollars or 13 dollars for a movie ticket like i can see paying that but like yeah i just that's my biggest pet peeve is like disney i already pay 89.99 i'm not gonna go pay 30 dollars to see say five movies so say five movies at 30 dollars like that's ridiculous Mm-hmm. for one person like but oh, then, i'll do five movies at ten dollars but then that's not like the single people are like the people who live on their own that's not disney's demographic i know right? that's not their market but that's I'm just the saying they, they they need to consider they like a, and i know it's disney they're a big multi-billion trillion dollar company but it's sometimes you also need to consider your other markets because really they're alienating a portion of their subscribers 
Well, but they don't like they're like what's them catering to their market is kind of work. It's like it's like country music, right? Like obviously a country musician isn't going to cater to people who like rap music, right? That's not your audience. So you're obviously going to focus more on cuz your audience is what makes you money, right? So if they decided to also cater to the individual people, then they're going to start turning into something more like Netflix, right? Um, and then Netflix is more, you know, most people who tend to live on their own or whatever, usually either young adults or, you know, people well into adulthood. And now you're looking at more mature content, which isn't what Disney is about. They're more about family friendly have content. You, have right? you been on Disney Plus lately? Well, no, I'm, I'm, ta- I'm talking, well, I'm talking about, Di- like, I'm talking about Disney because most of their movies that they have, the 30, the premiere access yeah, most access. of the premiere access is family friendly stuff, right? So it's, that's their, that's their demographic. You know, you're yeah. not going to make a, you're not going to make a PG-13 movie for people who, for single people who live in, uh, you know, on their own and things like that. Because obviously that, that's a, yeah. that's a mature audience, right? Um, and for them, their point of view, they're probably like, well, those people are already probably like in the Netflix realm of things. Because Netflix is more for mature audiences. Um, but if we're going to release Ryan the Last Dragon or Black Widow or even Mulan, right? We're chat. We're targeting this at you know families, primarily families, definitely. That's their market. Um, next to families, it's like okay, groups of friends. You know, some people don't even live on their own. Some people have like roommates. You know, uh, new girl style, where it's just everyone is with their roommates and they just happen to be friends. Most people who go to university and stuff, they live with their friends slash roommates. They all watch it together. So it's like that's who you're now catering to if that makes sense that's how i see it anyways so yeah and then you get those weirdos who lived on their own all through university yeah, well yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay uh so, well, let's stick to like disney plus right or, like mm-hmm. disney in general because i wanted to bring this up specifically the mcu now mm. this is kind of an unfair comparison but unfortunately this is why we kind of have to live with at the moment because there have only been two movies that have dropped from the mcu one in Premiere Access and one on theaters. Theaters, theaters, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Black Widow dropped on Disney Access, Disney Premiere Access, and theaters together on the same day. Right, there was no mm-hmm. delay. Uh, guess how much that movie made at the box office until today? For Black Widow? No, uh, not until today. Until yesterday, October fourth. That's when I put these uh... figures out. Guess how much that movie made. I want to say like a hundred and something million. This is globally as well. Oh, globally. Oh, 300 and something million. Maybe. I might be wrong. Okay. Mm-hmm. Something million. Pam, how much? Don't know. Don't care because it's MCU. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I'm trying to make a point here. Can you humor me? Um, Sam said a hundred million, right? I 300 million. 300 million. 300 million. 300 million. I'm going to say 200 to 250 mil. Okay. So Black Widow globally has made about three hundred and seventy nine point two million. Yeah, hey, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Shang Chi released exclusively on Disney on in theaters. In it's theaters. coming to Disney Plus next month, mm-hmm. either end of this month or next month. And it was heralded as like people are returning back to the theaters. People want to go watch movies again. How guess how much money that movie has made? It's been about. A month since that movie came out, oh. and we all know movies usually make their money in like the first two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna say 400, 400, I was 400, gonna say 400 too. 
387.5 million. Oh, okay. Almost there. So, a pretty on par with Black Widow. Mm -hmm. Roughly 10 million difference between Black Widow and Shang-Chi. Okay. Now, uh, we can talk about... What can we talk about? We can talk about the quality difference between the two movies because clearly one movie is superior to the other one. Mm -hmm. I don't need to say why, which one it is, right? (laughs) But it begs the question, does streaming services actually hurt theaters? If you look at all the big... No, like, no. As I pointed out, right? Black Widow, 379 million... Versus Shang-Chi, 382 million, 387 million. Okay, let me rephrase what I said absolutely. When I said that, I meant it hurts theaters in the sense that there's, there's, there's people who own theaters, there's people who work at theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something we also need to remember as well. Not just the experience of being at the theaters, but also the people who work at theaters. Um, if we just decided to like reserve everything to just streaming platforms, those people don't have jobs anymore, right? No, no, um, no. And even in the last like two years, like Cineplex, so many people in, in Winnipeg specifically just got cut from Cineplex. Like they lost their jobs. Mm-hmm. I think what I was trying to point out was that a movie that came out on both Disney Plus and on um Disney Plus and theater. theaters, right? Mm-hmm. Made the difference between the two movies is roughly right. about ten million yeah. globally, mm-hmm. right? Now, different parts of the world have handled the pandemic differently, all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. What I'm trying to argue is, if you're going to go watch a movie in theater or wait for it to come to streaming service, that is your decision made beforehand, right? Nothing yeah. was going to sway you, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, a point in case, right? Was I ever going to go watch Black Widow in theater? No. No. no, same no. here. Uh, was going with Shang Chi in theater? Yeah, mm-hmm. right. It, at the time, if like theaters have been open in Winnipeg for a minute, right? It's been a while. When they're like, if at the time when Black Widow was coming, if theaters were open when Black Widow was coming, I probably would not have gone to it. Fair, right? I mean, you're not and going like, to Venom right now, so apparently. Yeah, but I, because I don't, for me, Venom does not represent something worth me going to a theater for. Fair. But ex- but a movie like say June, which is coming out in a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. is something I want to go watch in theaters, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. In like that's kind of the point I'm trying to bring up, right? People go to theaters to watch movies they're interested in. Yes, right. The fact that Black Widow has made roughly almost the same amount of money as Shang Chi, even though Shang Chi never opened on Disney Plus, right? People people chose to go to watch Black Widow in theater, even though they could just get it from Disney Access Plus. Yes. That's my uh, my point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because then I can now bring up another movie, Fast Nine. Yeah, that movie released exclusively in theaters and has a longer lead up time to, before coming out on Blu-ray or video on demand. Right? It only came out on Blu-ray and video on demand September 29th. Mm-hmm. How much money did that movie make? And this is also during a pandemic, right? So you already expected not to make as much as the previous movie. Exactly. Sam, how much did it make? Uh. Just because globally, I know Fast and Furious always dominates globally. I'm going to say like 400 mil. Hey, Pam, how much? Fast, fast nine. Oh, easily. I would say easily three. 760. Se- yes, I should have known because globally, it always just destroys globally. It always destroys. Yeah. And that's my point. If people want to go watch a movie in theater, they're going to go, right? Especially now if people are vaccinated. You're just going to like, yeah, I'm just going to go watch a movie. 
Seven hundred. That's 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 commendable. I was even, wow. I even looked shocked because don't forget, like theaters aren't open here in Winnipeg for us. We, I didn't, I couldn't watch that movie in theater. Mm-hmm. I was even about to say five hundred. It was all the way at seven. That's crazy. Oh, it's seven, right? It's yeah. still a dip down from like Fast Eight, which I believe made like a billion. A billion, but yeah. Yet again, mm-hmm. we're in a pandemic. Theaters are not at the same capacity level as before, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Like. My argument is, it's kind of like the same argument where people say, oh, um, I remember there's this argument that came out that the reason why people pirate is not because they want to, it's because of convenience sake, mm-hmm. right? However, if someone chooses to always pirate, you're never going to turn them into a paid subscriber. Yeah. So if someone chooses to never go to the theater, you're never going to suddenly turn them into a theater watcher, right? Yeah. You, the best example was... Uh, what's that movie that we watched a couple months ago? I think it's either I think it might have been Shang Chi. Mm-hmm. I told a friend I was like, "Hey, Shang Chi is a great movie. You should go watch it." He said, "No, I'm never going to a theater." <laughs> so which, that? Yeah, which is fair. Some people are like that too. But then that's where we also again we need to remember the audience that the theaters are for versus there's a lot of factors, right? Well, and see, I want to come at it as this angle. Like, growing up, theaters and going to a movie was, like, a treat. We went a couple times a year, usually for, like, very specific movies. Like, I remember going to see um, Snow Dogs and um, the new Zorro. Well, new. It came out in, like, the early 2000s. The new Zorro. And the Star Wars movies mm-hmm. in theaters. Um, but, like, it wasn't something that was, like, a weekly thing in my house. And then when I was, like, 17, 18, whenever it was, I started dating my boyfriend, and it was, like, going to the movies was, like, a two-times-a-week thing. And I remember thinking, like, this is such a waste of money. Like, for two of us to go to a movie, it was easily, like, $45, $50. Like, once you factor in, like, um, concession and the tickets oh, and everything. That's the that's the white people way of doing movies. Like, <laughs> you, well, you, you don't forty five dollars. You know we smuggling that in. <laughs> hey, I, I, there's a reason I still own a pair of cargo pants. Oh anyway, or I carry a big purse. But like that's what I'm saying. Is like so. But you say you go with the family. <laughs> We've gone like, to the like, theaters like, with Joe Love before. We, we've done like, things. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if, so if, we're, if we're exposing, I, we went to a theater for a bucket of KFC once. Yes, we did do that too. I definitely said that. One of you is a different type. So we've done it, you've done it multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> like she was just saying, like, I right, let's go every time we eat. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, there's a reason I carry a big purse. I'm full of snuck hamburgers into a movie theater. But, like, what I'm saying is, like, I just remember thinking, like, even if you just bought tickets and no concession, like, say tickets are $14 a pop. So there's mm-hmm. 28 bucks, right? Twice a week? And every week? It's just, like, I remember being, like, that is just such... Like, there's so many more useful things. And, you know, maybe it was a thing the way I was raised... I mean, and like I said, going to the movie was like a treat thing for me. You're also like, paying for I the experience, so right? Strange, I think that's so the strange thing. It's like going to or a like, bar, right? And how the drinks are overpriced at bars. It's like you're paying yeah. for the experience. You're not 
that that's all it is. Well, and, and that's exactly it. Like, and as someone, I am much rather would much rather go to a restaurant, like a weird, fancy or obscure restaurant, and have a dining experience kind of thing. Yeah, like, but that's then you have to. But then you have to talk so, to a very uninteresting person while you eat. So. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's exactly it. It just, I guess, it depends on people's what people's hobbies are but that also brings to the topic of going to see the same movie four five six times in theaters hey hey i saw black panther like four times i'm not ashamed that was a good yeah. that was a good time <laughs> i mean i've only seen black panther twice in theater i yeah. saw infinity war twice and game twice yeah uh star wars two times i think i, I, think I saw star wars two times yeah, but again, like I said, it's the experience. And the the, the four different times I saw Black Panther... Oh, one of them twice. Yeah. yeah, the first time I saw Black Panther was with my cousins. The second time was with uh, my friends Anna and Paige at the time at university. Because they were just, you know... That was around when they apparently were just getting to learn about black culture, quote-unquote. So I enlightened some white women to go watch Black Panther with me. Um, the third time was with Jade and Jeremy, because they're my close friends. And then the fourth time, who was the fourth time with? I think it was with my mom. Yeah, it was with my mom and my aunt at the time because they came to visit. So, like, I saw it with four different groups of people. Again, that's coming back to my point about theaters where it's almost for the experience of, of going through that story with people, like, right beside you in that environment, right, with the popcorn and the... All those are, and then yeah. like you know, and then they're like they're yeah. grateful afterwards because it's like it's a treat for them, right? My aunt was like, you know, thank you for buying me this movie ticket. Like it was a good time, you know. So all right, cool. Uh, yes, one of my favorite things actually going to the theater with like groups of people, right? Mm -hmm. Y'all don't talk. Exactly. Like, God, you can't talk to the movie. <laughs> Dude, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I need to air some grievances I have against Sam right now. <laughs> Me, Sam, and Jodo, even you, Jodo, I love you, bro, but fuck, bro. <laughs> Me, Sam, and Jodo watched the Demon Slayer movie a couple weeks ago. These motherfuckers talked the whole time. I I tried to restrain way, myself. And, and it's in Japanese with subtitles. So oh, me, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to read the subtitles. Me, I'm just hearing this dude like, hey, yo, bro. So me and Kaio were like, thinking about going to like Ikea. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about your Ikea. <laughs> I really don't give a fuck about your Ikea. I gotta say this, I'm sorry, but hey, in the middle of a movie, like, this is the most white pe person thing you've ever done, Sam, but in the middle of a movie, hey, Kaya and I... I was, I was talking to Jordan, <laughs> not Uchi. <laughs> you wasn't talking to me, because yeah. I was scared of ignoring them. I was just like... <laughs> Jordan and I were having a discussion, so... <laughs> it, it probably wasn't... It probably wasn't Ikea, but it's just an example. I don't know what the fuck it was. <laughs> we, were talking, we were talking about Nintendo yeah. games, because I was, I was thinking about getting her... Uh, what was it? Not Animal Crossing. Legend of Zelda. There we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but any, I, I understand Uchi's point. Yeah. I understand Uchi's point. That was the... So that's that's also another thing if i was in a theater but i wouldn't i wouldn't talk as something. much versus if i if we we're watching from home that's also another thing i wanted to say something yes go ahead pam i can't remember it's obviously not important i was gonna ask <laughs> how are we doing for time um no what we're doing we pretty at, good pam? we got about uh well we're at the 47 minute mark so we got let's just let's just say three minutes <laughs> we're pretty much 
We're pretty, pretty much done. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I guess for me to just finish wrapping this off, I just have some amazing numbers and stats for you all to digest, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, obviously, obviously, the bit one of the biggest platforms in the world is Netflix. It has a global user base of about two hundred and nine million people. Mm-hmm. Right. Disney Plus has roughly about one hundred and sixty million. Amazon Prime has got about 20 million as well, but I feel like Amazon Prime is always weird because a lot of people, like, they talk about Prime Video and all that stuff, but, like, they seem to talk more about the benefits of Prime shipping than Prime Video. Mm -hmm. Video, though, also has really obscure content. Like, out of all the streaming services, I would say they have the most obscure. Yeah, I believe that. Uh, HBO Max, exclusive to the U.S., annoying me. (laughs) Roughly <laughs> about 67.5 million, and the famous Hulu about 42.8 million. Huh, yeah, wow, wow, so it's still wow, wow, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they, they still have some insane global pool, right? Mm-hmm. And like, everyone keeps saying, Oh, Netflix is dead, Netflix is dead, they're losing all the subscriber services, right? But then, what's the only thing people have been talking about for the last week or making memes about Squid Game, which yeah. is on Netflix? So, it's, like, which is, yeah, do with that information what you will. <laughs> Dreaming versus a cinema, is there really an argument? No, in this in 2021, and oh, 100%. Flood, they both exist together, right? Yes, you can't have one without the other. There's mm-hmm. some things I would always prefer to watch at that's home. why There's Netflix is always relevant. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. Um, so that's it for this episode, guys. And like we said, we're mixing things up every week. Um, next week, my idea, since I haven't actually told Uchi and Pam yet, is we're going to have at least one or two guests over as well. Um, we're going to split into teams, okay? And we're going to try and guess what movies some certain quotes are and they're going to be very popular movies too it's not like we're taking it from like some oh, yeah. dark uh, some dark web either we're doing like a we're doing like a who wants to, uh actually no we're doing like a like a spin the wheel type thing exactly so so they'll be okay, they'll be genres tell me who the guests are um i'm i'm planning on shay being a guest yeah um and then I still have to talk to the bunch of other people as well just to see who's interested. I'm trying to get at least like four guests on so there's like a party. Um, and then, oh my God, what is happening out there? It's <laughs> a fire truck service. Yes, it is. <laughs> Whatever. Let's exactly. Wrap this up. Let's so go. we will have that. It'll be like a spin the wheel with genres, okay? You get to pick um, what genre you want. So um, we're doing. Uh- Hollywood Squares movie titles or movie quotes, basically. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty um, much. And then, if obviously, if you miss the question, it goes to the other team. So, um, Please, I will, I will be the oh moderator. So. This is family feuds. <laughs> I will be the moderator. So, it'll be great. It'll be great. All right. Well, we will catch you guys next week, and stay tuned because there's some fun stuff coming. Peace. All that shit. Peace out. I-